right now. Welcome back to the Racial Draft Podcast. I am your host, Michael Ford, joined by my co-host, Kia. Kia, what's up? Say what's up to the people. Hello. Hey, what's <laughs> up? <laughs> what you doing? I'm Kia. Kia is back. And, uh, you know, if this is your first, <laughs> if this is your first episode, I apologize, but we're going to do what we do every week, and that is change the complexion of the comic book universe, one draft pick at a time through the racial draft, and we had a big week. We had a big week of the supplemental draft. Kia, did you happen to keep uh, abreast of the picks in the supplemental draft? I have not, but great. That means I can. (laughs) Right. So you were keeping abreast in a different way. I get it. Yeah. But um, no. Yeah. (laughs) Let us dive right into the supplemental draft then, since we are going pick by pick. So, so we kicked off the second week of the supplemental draft with the South Asian delegation. Remember them? And they chose, and they chose as their character, Lex Luthor, who I know you've heard of. Yes, yes, because he's quite attractive. Interesting. Um, Well, they chose for their visual referent for Lex Luthor, Riz Ahmed, or um, I imagine that you are familiar with Riz Ahmed. Uh, no. Huh. Who's Riz Ahmed? Um, oh, I'm going to have to send you a link. Is it Riz Ahmed? Is it R-I-V Ahmed? Yeah. Yes, Riz Ahmed. I'm Googling right now. Hmm. Okay. All right, you can Google. I'll, that'll give me more time to... Oh, he was the University of Oxford. Ooh. It'll give me time um, to load up the wiki wiki. Oh, he played Venom. No, he oh, didn't play. Shit. He did not play Venom. Oh, he was in the movie Venom. <laughs> That's correct. He was in the movie Venom, but um, he was in Nightcrawler. <laughs> he was so, in Jason Bourne. Yeah. So the question is, you now now you know what he looks like. Yeah. Yeah, so, I do. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Never change, never change. So even though we all know who Lex Luthor is, I'm going to read from the wiki. Wiki, wiki. <laughs> so Lex Luthor, Superman's arch nemesis, is one of the most brilliant men alive, whose hatred of interfering aliens pushes him down the path of a sociopath. Known for his ends justifies the means approach to life. His single-minded and often brutal focus puts him at odds with the Man of Steel. Luthor is arguably DC Comics' most iconic villain. And there we have, that was uh, Lex Luthor. Now, do you have any any thoughts in general about um, Lex Luthor no longer being a white man? Oh, he looks like Riz Ahmed. I ain't mad. All right. Yeah, I can mm-hmm. see, you know, I mean, I've seen Riz Ahmed uh, play, like you said, in the in the Venom movie, he played a, 
an evil businessman. You know, I think he could probably add some more layers to his charisma. So yeah, I'm here for it. I'm here for Lex. Let's find out what the people thought of this pick, shall we? Yes, let's do that, Mike. Don't do that again. (laughs) 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 The people gave it a 75% approval rating. 75%? Yes. With all 75% strongly approving. (laughs) And 25% racist in that they strongly disapproved. You hate to see it, you know? You hate to see the, the racism come pouring out of people. Well, I, I don't actually hate to see it, you know? It makes me feel like I'm at home, you know? Like, it makes me feel safe. It me, let, lets me know that obviously we're still doing something right because racism will never die. Whoop, whoop. That's one approach, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you imagine waking up in a world that didn't have racism? Wouldn't you be, like, suspicious of everybody? Like, that guy that normally doesn't make eye contact is like, Hi, Mike! I love, I like, I like your hair today! <laughs> Here, hold on, let me open the door for you. You deserved it, man. <laughs> like, no, suspect. Fair point, fair point. Well, we should move on from the racism <laughs> from we should move on from the racism of the uh, approval ratings to the racism of that we will continue to cultivate through our picks and that brings yes. us to that brings us to the <laughs> next pick who i'm v- a very new new character that uh, some of our listeners may not be familiar with this character is named uh, Jess Chambers aka Kid Quick uh, they are a non-binary character. I guess I'm just jumping right into the wiki. A non-binary speedster from Earth 11. Uh, so they are part of the Flash family. And uh, Kid Quick. Now in the... Well, is he quick or is he like... Like, what does he do? Uh, they uh, run run fast. Oh, like, what? Like what other... Is- like other flash Don't do it. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. Um, now, they're some type of brown. I'm not exactly sure of the uh, exact you told ethnicity. Me not to do it. I'm not sure of the exact <laughs> ethnicity of the, the normal uh, Jess Chambers, but uh, they were drafted by the Jewish delegation. So the Jewish delegation went ahead and, uh, hmm, how do we, how do we say, um, brought them into the fold, into the, into the tribe, as it were. <laughs> brought them into the tribe. <laughs> they, the uh, Jewish delegation chose as the, visual reference, no, or fan cast, I suppose is a better, um, are you familiar with the actor Bex Taylor Klaus? I will drop a link in your chat if you're not. Uh, listeners, just go ahead and do it. Wait, your on, just real quick. You said Bex Taylor Klaus. B-E-X. 
Oh yeah, Bex. So that no, I that, have no idea. Well, that actor, <laughs> that actor who was also non-binary, will be playing the non-binary character, and that actor is also Jewish. So there you go, Jewish delegation doing their Jewish delegation things. They were in Thirteen Reasons Why, which I haven't seen. They were also uh, on Arrow. Um, and the last witch hunter witch hunter oh the last witch hunter oh that's where i know them from okay well let's find out what the people thought here mm. oh well this is gonna be deep i mean if there's any objection you know what you know what this means well the people gave it an 83.3 percent approval oh. rating 50 percent strongly approved 33.3% somewhat approved, 0% somewhat disapproved, and 16.7% anti-Semitic. Wow. You know, it's it's sad. This time of year, even, you know? Right. After all the major holidays we just had, that's messed up. I agree. That brings us to... For all Gentiles. <laughs> Brings us to the black delegation. Are you familiar with a character named Tigra? I've heard of that character. Well, I'm going to go ahead and take you to the wiki. Her name is Greer Grant. She is uh, not too different, but a little different from the Cheetah character from DC, but she's a Marvel character. Mm-hmm. She, she she started. I believe her origin was from like the 1940s. Wait, wasn't she in the movie um, with uh, Wonder Woman? No, that would be Cheetah. Cheetah's the one who was in Wonder Woman. Oh, um, is... but she so she's still like a pussy though. She's a type of pussy. <laughs> like I said, like I said, she's a Marvel character, whereas Cheetah is a is a, a DC character. But they're still pussies, right? Can you say that one time for me, please? Um, I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't really sound right coming from me, you know. But you know, go ahead. Go She's ahead a pussy. Go ahead and lean with it, rock with it. You know. Yeah. I mean, she's How more many of a pussy. Characters do they have on both DC and Marvel? I mean, but she's you know she's more of a wild cat, more more so than a, than a pussy a species cat, you know? cat person. Um, actually, her first appearance was in 1972, so my bad for assuming that she came from a lot earlier, but, you know, from the 1970s, um, but then the Black delegation decided, you know, they they wanted to bring in their um, feral, feral uh, woman character. Let me go ahead and read the wiki. She was originally called the cat in the comics. And, she, and through a mystic ritual that bound the soul of one of the cat people to her own, she became half woman, half tiger, tigra. Um, I feel like that's a really good pet name. Tigra? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah, she has a pretty, um, she has like a, a cult following. Um, I, there was a comic a few years back uh, called West Coast Avengers, and she was one of the, the mainstays 
Um, I want to say a big part of it was that she didn't really wear a lot of clothes since she was Tiger. Um, and she was. And did, so, that, did that, is that good for you, Mike? Are you excited about that? Or not um, wearing a lot of clothes? I mean, I'm indifferent, but I mean, it is comics. People, people tend really? to like. Are you indifferent? I mean, she has like, you know, some assets. Does she? Mm-hmm. I don't know. We might be looking at different pictures than I am. However, she is part of the Black delegation now, so, you know, maybe she got a little bit more going on. Well, she's just a black cat? No, she's going to still be a tiger. She's just going to have, uh, she's gonna have black women features. I don't, I don't understand. How how's that gonna work? Is it is there a drawing? Did anybody draw it? You know they didn't draw it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Kia. I was just asking. I mean, some of them were doing it at first. Some of them were, and then people started slacking. But Mm-mm-mm. I don't know. I feel like there's probably some 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 uh, fan art out there if people would care to look for it for drawn in provocative ways in her little tiger tiger stuff. Oh look, there's one. Someone someone turned uh, Tyra into Tigra. I'll go ahead and share that with you. Yeah, share that with me. Yes, please. Give me a sorry listeners, because I know this is a audio podcast, but I wanted to share share the video share it share oh looks like yeah it looks like we've been joined by from the latinx delegation carlos carlos we can't hear carlos though (laughs) <laughs> what a blessing <laughs> but uh i'm sure carlos has many thoughts about uh black tigra yeah he's all about the um the pussies that are on dc and marvel right <laughs> he's speechless he's like yes all he's doing is like yes and he's kind of panting right now guys i know you guys can't see it right now but he's over there just panting he's like yeah ha, ha, ha. Oh yeah, so hot, Tigra. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I don't even know what I don't even know what you're that's supposed to represent. <laughs> I don't know. I I I'm kind of confused myself. I'm just watching him, you know. I know the, the viewers, the people, they can't see him right now, but I can. He's going. He's out of control. He's out of control. <laughs> well, anything? Anything? Anything you want to say, Carlos? Can you hear me now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> So I am I am just discovering that there is a plethora of fan art of Tigra being depicted as a black woman. And I think the black delegation is uh, missing out because um, they were not bringing any of that to our attention. Um, so they need, they need to make sure. Randy kept it all for himself. Clearly. <laughs> this is why Randy was not, this is why Randy's phone didn't allow him to come on the show because yeah. it was bogged down with too many, too many images of, of Black Tigra. 
<laughs> Transfer them to your Google Drive. God. Exactly. That's why you invented <laughs> cloud drives. <laughs> but anyhow, um, are you a fan of Tigra, Carlos? Uh, no, because I'm not really familiar with the character, I guess. So it's I'm not not a fan. Yeah, I mean, they've never depicted her in live action. And they, you know, I know she has a pretty strong uh, cult following of people who are very upset that they haven't brought her into the fold yet. So who knows? Maybe they will. And maybe if they maybe when they do it, it'll be a black woman and and there'll be some bonus points to be had. Or maybe it'll be Kristen Wiig. You know, we don't know. (laughs) I appreciated that. Oh, no. No, no, no. No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's move ahead. Actually, before we do that, let's talk about the people's approval rating. (laughs) So the people gave it an 87.5% approval rating including 62.5% strongly approve, 25% somewhat approve, and 12.5% racist. Who are these people? Like, uh, I really wish you could see their names so we can call them out. Listen, we gave them, we gave them the open uh, invite to just, when, right after they post that they strongly disapprove, just say, I strongly disapprove because I'm racist, and we will give them... <laughs> a platform on the show to espouse their racism. You know? <laughs> Very small platform, though. Above, <laughs> above a pit of lava. But <laughs> I mean, but, it could be that, you know, it's, it's people who, who find uh, a Black woman beast creature what? as problematic. <laughs> Hmm? Uh, explain explain this to us carlos Please. i mean you know it's literally dehumanizing <laughs> but she's not i hear you i hear you i mean one could one could say that she's uh uh very objectified you know one could one could one could make that argument but, well, actually, she kind of looks funny. I mean, she's wearing like a bathing suit, but she's a tiger. <laughs> like, why? Well, she's still a human. So and why does still... the tiger still have titties? Like, because she's why? she's not because he's still, she's a human and a tiger mixture. Haven't yeah, you ever watched? Made her haven't you ever watched furry? You know, haven't you ever watched furry? Was it was it Beast Stars? Is that what the thing is called? Where where the uh, oh yeah, Beast Stars? Don't they wear human clothes? Yeah, they do. Presumably because they have human genitalia. That is true. It's all that, fucked up. That's what <laughs> that's what Tumblr that's what Tumblr tells me. This like, sick, sick world. And <laughs> deviant art, um, which again, probably a lot of probably a lot of Tigra uh, fan art out there. Be careful. Be careful with your phones. Uh, incognito mode incognito i think i just found my new um my outfit for uh halloween whoop, whoop. nice but let's go to the next pick in the supplemental draft one of the more controversial picks it's the white delegation doing their white thing they <laughs> they selected jaime reyes 
the blue beetle. They yeah. made him. They made him white. How do you feel about that, Carlos? Uh, I feel no way about this. I have like no connection to Blue Beetle personally. Um, so it was like very much like Willy Wonka. It was like, please, no, don't. <laughs> I don't was, do that. I don't know. I still feel awesome. like. I still feel like as a representative for the Latinx delegation, you have to, you have, you have a fiduciary responsibility to (laughs) hold on to one of the three Latino DC characters, (laughs) especially the one who will be getting a movie at some point in the, in the next year. I mean, it's just one of those situations where, uh, I had the last pick in our round. So there are what 16 picks between picks for me. I so I got it. I got it. It's gonna it. happen. And you know, I took uh took, took some, some yeah. white, or I took a white guy with my next pick. So. I know you know you you balanced the balance the scales, so to speak. Um I mean I but... took a black Polynesian guy after that, but I did take a white guy first. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh for their visual reference. Uh, what is his name? Kobe Smith McPhee. He has a very white name. Cody I, with a I K. I think Gordy made this person up. <laughs> Cody Smith McPhee. Kia. <laughs> Who the heck is that? Yeah. I, I believe Gordy Googled who is the uh, whitest man that I can, whitest right. uh, yes. young person that I can find. And uh, that's, it, that's who came up. Is it Kobe or Cody? Cody with yes. a K and a D. Cody. You Google know, it and, either way. And, an, and an I. And an I. So it's like, you know, secret life of, yeah. Zach and. Right. But but I'm going to spell it in a weird way. Cody Smith McPhee. He played Nightcrawler in the last couple of X-Men movies where he was painting his face blue. But... Underneath all the blue, it's a whole lot of white. <laughs> Let's go ahead and find out about Blue Beetle from the wiki. Wiki, wiki, wiki. I'm assuming uh, they're going to anglicize his name and he'll just be Jamie Reese. <laughs> just a regular high school student from El Paso, Texas. Jamie gained the scarab after Ted Cord lost it. The scarab, he has a great power and uses that power to protect the innocent. Now, I believe that scarab is actually connected to a hive mind called the Reach? Or is, am I just getting that from, from the cartoons? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because he, he plays a pretty prominent role in the Young Justice cartoon. I don't know if you watch that. Seriously? No. Not on purpose. Uh-uh. No. That's one of the best uh, DC animated series there is. I believe it. it. Yeah, I just like, I kind of lost DC animation. I do the movies. I'll watch the movies. Um, Mm. And then it's like Teen Titans Go, which I know (laughs) people. I mean, you have small children. I get it. Yeah. (laughs) and (laughs) Yeah. And I definitely will like, you know, I I kept watching it after they got bored of it. but yeah, I don't know. DC animation kind of, I think I was a little somehow aged out, although people older than me were watching it. 
Yeah. It's like that. Cause it came back around. Spot of like, yeah. Like, so, so I, um, I don't watch the movies because they usually require me to spend money. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the shows like Batman, the animated series, uh, justice league and young justice were available for free, you know, because they used to be on cartoon, cartoon network or what have you. So I, you know, when, when they were airing and on live, live TV, I would just kind of, you know, peek in here and there, but then when they got on streaming platforms, it was easy enough to, to binge those. And, and I, have- I grew up on Batman, the animated series. Like that's what I watched when I was in grammar school. And then once they like cheated it out to like, and now we're going to do Superman. And also, you know, here are the, you know, the, the justice league. I was like, right. yeah, I'm now in high school. And like, while I do have dial up internet, there is still porn there. So <laughs> yeah. Whereas for me, you, because and, go ahead, Kia. I was just going to point out like too, that, you know, Carlos over there called it grammar school, not elementary school. Just <laughs> I use those interchangeably. I don't know what the, I also never say middle school. I was never in middle school. Middle school? Yeah, junior high. School, I never did that. School. He said grammar, grammar school or school, elementary yeah. school. I don't know. Grade school is another one. Grade school. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, I was in junior high. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I know middle school was a thing for somebody, but not for me. Yeah. Well, that's one of those things TV tells me. <laughs> like middle school and junior high, like boy meets world. They go to junior high. I was like, right. I don't know what this is. I'm in the same school I was in before. Uh, and I'll graduate here, and then I'll go to high school. But, but actually, but looping back to to, um, to Blue Beetle, Blue Beetle is one of those characters that um, is blue is is probably just a function of is probably a function of really being a Marvel character that's stuck in DC. Mm. Um, mm. You know, he's a he's a teenager uh, in in a real city. El Paso, El Paso, Texas, um, as opposed to one of those made-up cities that, that DC likes to have. Border City. <laughs> right, exactly. I bet you if they, I bet you if they called it Border City instead of El Paso, they probably like get more people to buy in because they could do all types of crazy stuff with the, the politics of that city. Um, yes, yeah. But, you know, he's, he's, got a, he's got a little bit of like Peter Parker vibe. You know, he's got these powers that he's did it a little bit over his head. Um, he's they they don't really know what route they want to go in terms of him being a legacy hero, because mm-hmm. even though even though there's the original Blue Beetle, Ted Cord, his powers come from a totally different place as Ted Cords, but Ted Cord still every now and like Ted Cord's pretty popular, Blue Beetle in his own right because of his, uh, you know, friendship with, with Booster Gold. Right. So, yeah, so it's kind of a weird, a weird deal where, like, he's got, he's got this youthful, this youthful energy. And maybe it, maybe it's just a matter of, like, I've noticed that with DC characters, that when you have an older version of the character that has a, a big following, the younger version of a character kind of gets a shorter shrift. That's interesting. You know, it's like they have to get past that embedded uh, constituency of fans that want to see, you know, want to see this this character 
get get a lot of exposure you know because it's not it's not like blue beetle is mainstream popular where right where he could bring along you know you know how in spider-verse there was you know just peter parker and miles morales because peter parker is so popular that he can make miles morales popular you know or like with wolverine and and x23 or or laura wolverine you know you've got one like super popular character that's bringing along another character right that's that's a, a legacy to that but i think when when it's a when it's all an already uh c-list or you know third tier character there are it's hard enough for that character to maintain its maintain their popularity and then you know this this newer character comes to the fray and i guess the fans of that character kind of sabotage you know sabotage him so they don't want to see him you know go get more popular than ted cord that's what i think could be happening but i'm not sure We'll see what happens when they do the movie. We'll see kind of how it plays out and whether whether a, a fan base for you know for this version of the character kind of materializes. I mean, not that I'm hopeful for DC to have any sort of connecting tissue between the movies, but like or the stories, but um I kind of feel like the old Blue Beetle will just not be acknowledged in <laughs> in the movies. It's just gonna be like, no, no, this is the Blue Beetle. And then, and then in some other story, Ted Cord will appear, and it'll be like they're not even connected in any way. Some, yeah, some straight to HBO Max or some CW thing, and and that'll be that. Yeah, they confuse me. They confuse me all the time. They confuse themselves. But it's unfortunate. Like I said, I thought that he had a pretty strong arc in the Young Justice show. Um, he's he's had a book, a very sporadic comic but he hasn't really popped but but now that he's white you know the white delegation all of a sudden he's got a lot more exposure <laughs> maybe he's still gonna maybe he's still gonna be in border city but in, in this version of border city he's the one white kid in a school full of in a school uh, full of uh mexican americans and and uh, he'll you know people will take to him because yeah, he's a fish out of water. No, he'll still be named like Jaime Reyes and <laughs> and just be a white guy from like a waspy family. And they'll never acknowledge like, hey, your name is fully ethnic. I'll just be like, no. Come on, Jaime. <laughs> Jaime Reyes. <laughs> uh, well, what did the people think of this blatant whitewash? Well, shockingly, the polls are still open, which means... You still have four days to register your approval or disapproval for this blue whitewash. How does that work? <laughs> we've had blue whitewashes. We've had black whitewashes. Yeah. Basically, he's coming for all the colors. Yep. Colors. Are we talking about jeans? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Acid washed. Yeah. Yes. The, the blue beetle was acid washed. Um, let's find out who came next oh you know what i missed a character i apologize to the polynesian delegation don't apologize for that polynesian delegation many many apologies um but uh you'll find very quickly 
why zero apologies over here you'll find very quickly why i might have um overlooked um the character uh, uh joshua foley aka elixir Kia, are you familiar with with uh elixir <laughs> yeah i have some of those every night <laughs> what is... Carlos? You didn't find that funny? Huh? No laughing. Huh? I was gonna say, like, uh, you've had an elixir or two in your day. Uh, <laughs> I'm having, I'm having an elixir right now. Um, but the comet character elixir um, is only particularly pot, particularly known because he's he's one of the five. He's. Uh, yeah, he's you know he's he's there. He's out there. <laughs> he, uh, Tell us about the elixir that we don't drink. Well, he is a mutant, uh, and his power is to heal people. Yay! Oh my God! So he's like a healer, like me. Just like you, Kia. I feel that. So do my new age people. What's up? But I feel like like um, the the five in this new Krakoa era were just like, oh yeah, that guy. And 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 it was almost <laughs> like Hickman just kind of like daring himself. Oh yeah, yeah. It was definitely that, it was definitely Hickman being like, so if I take these characters that like nobody really cares about but i combine their powers exactly like captain planet <laughs> he's a hero right so so the wiki you know while i was stalling guys uh the wiki says elixir was one of the students at xavier institute and is known for his ability of biological manipulation which allows him to both restore life or take it on a whim he's capable of incredible feats being one of the few active and confirmed Omega level mutants. He is now a part of the new mutant nation of Krakoa as a member of the five. Kiari, do you know who the five are? Um, yeah. I'm sure you do, but just for the listeners, for the sake of the listeners, I will just remind them what you already know, which is that in the current <laughs> X-Men storylines, uh, mutants have discovered a way to cheat death Basically, if you die, you can be resurrected. And there are five mutants who's, who combine their powers to bring about said resurrection. And one of them is Elixir. 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 See, I knew it. Yeah. Can you name so, any other one of the five? Just take a stab in the dark. Okay. Of the five, they can re. They can come back. Re- they, do they regenerate? So, like the way it works is like one of the one of these uh, mutants creates like an egg. The other one makes a husk of a body within that egg. The other one download or I guess uploads consciousness into the husk. Um, that's probably the one you would know the most. He's bald and he's in all of the X Men movies. No, he's not part of the five. Though. Isn't he? No, he's not part of the five. Oh, he just set it up and then he was like, I'm out. Yeah, he, yeah, he's he's just he's, he oversees the five. I thought he did the consciousness because it has to be in cerebro, no? It is, but he's not, but the five do everything up to that point. I see. Got it. Got it. Got wait, it. hold on, I'm trying to think. Oh, wait, wait. I think I know this one. I'm gonna throw out just randomly uh, Hope Summers. 
Hope Summers is one of the five. Yeah. Fuck. Wow. Oh, damn. Congratulations. Your Google I still works. That. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I think I was really I hoping you'd go for gold balls. Yeah. I think Hope is Hope. I think Hope uses her power to amplify the powers of the others. Yeah. And and I think Tempo uh, uses her power to rapidly accelerate the Isn't gestation. It but I'm just saying. I mean, I don't want to be correct or anything. No, go for. I mean, sometimes you gotta key explain. Um, so I I appreciate it. Yeah, I know. I was just I just you know it's not tempo, it's tempus. But hey, continue. No, and go there's, on. There's egg, who was formerly known as Gold Balls. You yes. literally said egg like not too long ago, Carlos. Like you were literally when you're describing one the five, you're like one goes into an egg. Yeah, I mean, I, an I, egg. I an egg that, that, that is a gold ball for the people. You know, <laughs> the people that are listening, they want to cheat and just say egg. You know, <laughs> it's amazing that there was an X Men character named Gold Balls. Again, that seems like uh, that was one of those weird flexes. It's like hmm, let's uh, let's see if we can get away with yep. with having a character named Gold Balls. Yeah. Go balls. I want to see that. <laughs> well, now he's named Egg, which in Spanish is huevo, which means balls. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, and he, and he is Latino, so. Full so circle. Perfect. Just exactly. <laughs> but the Polynesian delegation, they selected Elixir. So it's now Polynesian Elixir. And they chose as their fan cast Maori actor James Rolleston, whose work I'm not familiar with. However, as per most of the choices, high approval rating, 87.5% approval rating, including 75% strongly approved, 12.5% somewhat approved, 0% somewhat disapproved, and 12.5% racist. Wouldn't it be nuts if, like, in in Tomati's corner of the world, uh, Elixir is just like the most popular character in Marvel? (laughs) Every everyone wears like Elixir jean jackets and has Elixir trapper keepers because it's apparently 1991. I don't know why I said trapper keepers, but um, but it would be like hilarious if just like Elixir is the number one mutant. Yeah, James Rollinson kind of looks like Tomati. Uh oh. Did we? Did you crack the code, Kia? Yeah, I think he kind of does. Like probably like a young version of Tomaty. Wow! So this, it. so this was just basically a self-insert uh, fanfic. Pretty much. Well, I just got yeah. called out, Tomaty. How do you feel about that? I'm just gonna say oh, I you don't get, see you it, hit, but you can hit me up on Twitter. Oh wait, you don't follow me. <laughs> oh, shots, shots! Wow. wow, putting people on blast. Let's let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> so next up, the East Southeast Asian delegation, and they chose Colossus. Ever heard of him? <laughs> but. Despite that's a colossal mistake. <laughs> despite some, despite the fact that we normally associate him with Mother Russia, he's now, I guess, gonna is, is going to be uh, Asian in Russia. That probably makes the most sense, right? I mean, Russia does is in Asia, so 
Yeah, but I mean, yeah, but I mean the, the ethnicities, in, you know. I mean, like what I'm saying is, I wonder, does Russia count as East Asian? Could he actually just stay Colossus completely the way? No, there's a fair amount of white supremacy in Russia. I feel like you're. Yeah. Oh, you think? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're gonna have. You to, think there's uh, white supremacy in Russia? Really? I don't feel. I don't think so. Oh no! You think Russia's a, a utopia? I do. I, 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 I feel like you might want to look at those tattoos a little bit more closely. <laughs> some of those, some of those, uh, some of those tattoos are very clearly white, white domination of work. But no, but I, I thought I do, it was just like pigmented, pigmented, pigmently challenged, like tattoos. You know, like I, I think that they in Russia they celebrate who they are. They celebrate the fact that you know their winters aren't that great, and but their vodka is good. I mean, no, I, no. Here's yeah. the thing. I'm not saying that everybody in Russia is a white supremacist. No, I mean, that's <laughs> I'm what just I heard. saying. No, I said I that there are. I said that there are white supremacist groups in Russia. <laughs> I mean, will they really even go that far? I mean, why go there? Where, you know, hang out in Germany, hang out in France. Hang out, I don't know, anywhere else. Like, really? Russia? Of all places? They're born there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're not saying, like, you know, Jim Bob from Alabama is moving to Russia. We're we're saying Vladimir is born in Russia and and wants nothing to do with Barack. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I'm going to do some research. I'm going to say, I'm going to look up Russian ethnicities. Uh, ethnic groups and i'm going to see whether there are what percentage of uh yeah i, I need to know this these fun facts what percentage are not I white because yeah. well because i feel like because Ru- i what i heard was that russian men love black women like it's actually like you know like if you go over there you're a commodity you're like woo woo did you say you're a like commodity a commodity did you say a commodity commodity, <laughs> commodity? <laughs> uh, I, I seem to remember when black women were a commodity here in this country <laughs> Look, I'll tell you. Remember, according according to uh, according to Google, is that during all those music videos that um, a lot of uh, hip hop authors have? What? Mm -hmm. What? Mm -hmm. According to Google, Colossus is from near Lake Baikal in Russia, which is when you Google Lake Baikal in the Russian region of Siberia, north of the Mongolian border. There you go. I mean, like he comes from the Asia side of Russia. So there you have it. We we cracked the code, and apparently there are there's a very very Zero. small very very small group of Mongolians in Russia percentage. Oh, I thought you were still looking up the supremacist thing. No, I was, oh, we ain't need to look at that. No, we don't know. That's we can save that for 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 a different time. You Google uh, Russian white supremacy and you start getting weird yeah. calls in the middle of the night yeah it's like yeah. listen i don't i don't want this sounds fun hold on i don't want my youtubes <laughs> i don't want my youtube searches to turn into a whole right. different thing but so yeah there we have it uh as their as the visual referent uh they chose ross butler um who i have to admit doesn't sound either even neither russian nor uh east asian but True. but uh he, I could see it. I could see it from a visual perspective. Yeah, uh, definitely. So yeah. Now again, we should know, we should all know Colossus, but for those of you who don't, I will read 
from the wiki. Oops. Colossus, he's made of metal. Well, he's, I mean, he's not made of metal. He's a human. All right, he's not like the thing, but yeah, he, he I mean, can make a, can, a metal. And and it's, isn't it more like a metal shell over his body? Like, does he? He doesn't turn into like fully into metal. Or maybe he does. I always forget about that. You know what? I don't know now. Yeah, if there's like think, skin under there. But he yeah, stays hard. You, did there you say stays hard? I mean, I feel like he has had sex. Carlos, you know I was going to say it. You know it. You're waiting. You, I didn't even think, I honestly didn't even think about it. But now all I can picture is like, because like his arms. Best time of my life. <laughs> his arm, it's not like one plate of metal. It's like. No. Like, yeah, you can see all the ripples. So like, is he's, he he's ribbed anatomically? Listen, listen, that man is anatomically mm-hmm. correct. Um, yes, he is. And Amen. he is ribbed. For, well, no, that's, that is the question. <laughs> a the question I always wanted to know is he is it smooth like a you know like one of those those uh, metallic vibrators or is he or does it have like all of the veins and, and everything he has no has no speculative answers is what i'm I, oh sorry i was daydreaming what <laughs> yeah because you because you know in his metal form you don't see other veins you right. just see you just see those metallic rings, you know, kind of like the plating. So I'm thinking that I'm thinking like I'm thinking it's more like he's ribbed. He's he's more ribbed than than veined. No, he's definitely ribbed. And ribbed for everybody's pleasure. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, Kitty Pride made herself tangible for for some of that. Um, Amen. But the wiki says, Pyotr Rasputin is a Russian mutant who possesses the ability to transform his body into organic steel, giving him immense strength and durability. Colossus is amongst the physically strongest X-Men and is a talented artist. I understood the assignment. (laughs) (laughs) That was random. (laughs) Well, the people did have a take, but we won't know what that take is because the voting is still open. Cast your vote as to whether you strongly approve, somewhat approve, somewhat disapprove, or are racist. And uh, remember, oh, I approve. You, and remember, if you're racist, please note that you're racist, so that we can shout you out on the show. Yeah, say why. This, this would be like particularly racist, as he is from East Asia. Yeah, but you know. It's not about where it's not about where you're from. It's about uh, the racial aspect of it. Yeah. But that brings us. Yeah, to, don't stiff us. Definitely don't. <laughs> uh, I think you want Carlos. Don't hold back. <laughs> gonna get you. <laughs> gonna get you one of these times. You're just gonna like just burst out. You're like ah. Like, it's gonna be great. Now here's here's another character that should require no introduction. And this character has been selected by your people, Kia, the multiracial delegation. Ow, ow. They selected Victor Creed, AKA Sabretooth. Oh shit, Sabretooth. 
I remember yeah. like first season, I was thinking about putting him on my team, but then I realized no point. Well, yeah. that's why this is a supplemental <laughs> draft. That's why this is a supplemental draft where points don't matter. <laughs> yeah, that first season, he was literally like in a hole, never to be heard from again. Yeah, but right. he's coming. He's coming out of the hole next year. He's coming out. But I'm I w- coming out. <laughs> but uh, I, I have so I have one note. I was able to track down a fair amount of images of Sabretooth where he looked like he could be a little something other than white. Um, but uh, Sabretooth has always been multiracial, hasn't he? Like, I mean. Uh, I don't know. I feel like in the 90s, he was definitely coded as just like a blonde white man who was just kind of like Triple H or something. He was just Yeah, big. exactly. And, and the thing is, once they once they revealed his uh, connection to Wolverine as like his adoptive half brother or something like that, they really kind of. Which would make like 23 his niece, technically, right? Like, ooh. Right? Yeah, probably. Yeah. But once they once once they did all of that, they kind of like made him seem like just a creepy white dude, you know, more so than a like even though he had that feral nature to him, it was kind of it was a weird they they did a weird mixed mix with him where they um like some of the animalistic coding that might be seen as problematic was elided by the fact that he grew up in, like in an aristocracy or some shit. Right. <laughs> it, just, it didn't really make sense, but you know, when they when they gave Wolverine an origin, they made sure to give Sabretooth a piece of that same origin. But like I said, I've seen some pictures of Sabretooth where he looks like he could be multiracial and I'm here for it. I'm here for the idea of multiracial Sabretooth, but, uh, but our boy, our boy Shep decided we're gonna make him dark. We're gonna make him real dark. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So just just turn down, turn turn down the tints on your on your uh, on your your screen. Whatever whatever images that you've seen of Sabretooth, just drop a couple drop a couple more hues in there, because he is Panamanian black. Yeah. Damn. He black black. He black black. Yeah. Black he black black. But the wiki for a character that you should all know, Victor Creed is a feral mutant called Sabretooth. He was a member and subject of the Weapon X project and is the arch enemy of Wolverine. Unlike Wolverine, Sabretooth embraces his primal instincts, leaving death in his wake. And due to a spell gone wrong by the Scarlet Witch. Oh yeah, never mind. That was a uh, that was that storyline axis that nobody really cares about. But Sabretooth. Ooh. Sabretooth is out there killing folks. He's in a hole right now, but he'll be coming out of the hole soon. Well, low-key, if you make him Panamanian black, like I mean, Sabretooth already kind of looks like a furry version of like a vampire. Fair. I mean, do you guys see that? Am I yes. like wrong? So now you're making him black. I mean, it just I mean, it's kind of like a vampire. Really dark vampire. Okay, sure. Like I'm seeing it. 
Well, I mean, I feel like this, I feel like this whole Wolverine X-23 Sabretooth ethnicity is all over the place. You got Wolverine being part Asian. You got X-23 being uh, part black. You got Sabretooth being part black. I don't know. I'm starting to wonder. Maybe X-23 is Sabretooth's clone and not, <laughs> and not Wolverine's clone. You know, we're going to have to get a uh, gonna have to get our, our boy on the case yeah i love it get get you know, maury get maury on the case figure out <laughs> who the father really is <laughs> you are not the host specimen um i'm actually surprised they well maybe they have and i just don't know i'm surprised they haven't done like a saber tooth version of x23 that's a good yeah that would be kind of dope like a uh you know we didn't just clone logan Mm-hmm. and give give laura that counterpart as well yeah maybe they're saving it maybe they're saving it for when laura is like really in deep into her into her run as 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 accepted as wolverine right and then they'll give her her own saber tooth that'd be very cool yeah it would be i'd like to see that Hopefully, her backstory won't be anything like uh, somebody's backstory. Uh, <laughs> it will one hundred percent be that backstory. I don't know what you're talking about. One hundred percent be that backstory. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. All right, okay. and We're as always, Carlos to talk. And as always. <laughs> with the other picks the polls are still open you can still cast your vote as to whether you strongly approve somewhat approve somewhat disapprove or strongly disapprove of multiracial saber tooth i am going to strongly approve live on the podcast <laughs> the only Ooh. reason i wouldn't strongly approve is because i was just about to pick him when he got picked <laughs> so <laughs> Well, that is a great transition point because we are right at the Latinx delegation's first of two picks this week. Oh, you this might remember, terrible. you might remember this pick from a season ago when Wilson, me, Wilson Fisk, originally Wilson Figueroa, but he took on a white guy's name so that he can move more quickly through the corporate world. And for the visual referent. Fat Joe, you really leaned back into into the <laughs> into that pick, and and I and I respect it. Kia, I know you. I know you've heard of the Kingpin. Yes. What do you think of Latino Kingpin? I'm actually not mad at it. You know what? Whoever else is on the team aside from Carlos did a good job picking it. <laughs> Cut to two seasons ago, me joining the team and being like, look, we got to get Kingpin. He's my favorite. We got to get him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's an interesting character because he may, be, even though, you know, points aren't being scored, he's, he might be putting up some points um, just from your, from your supplemental, from your supplemental bench. But the wiki reads... The Kingpin is a supervillain 
originating from Marvel Comics. The self-proclaimed kingpin of crime, Wilson Fisk, is one of the most prominent figures of organized crime in the United States. He is the king of mobsters, controlling organized crime on the East Coast with an iron fist. He's a major enemy of superhero Spider-Man and Daredevil, and he is currently the mayor of New York in the comics. That's right. Yeah. He's the mayor. Now imagine Fat Joe as the mayor of New York. I mean, he couldn't be couldn't be that much worse than the mayors that we've had recently. <laughs> so, I mean, I I could definitely see it. All I, I gotta know. say is, I know, like you know, Vincent D. D'Onofrio is not. Yeah, the fraud that what mm-hmm, that one. Yeah, he's one of my favorite actors. Like, and I understand that he is not. You know of Latin descent, but yeah. like he just I just want to give him props right now and say mm-hmm. that he played it well. Well, and there's a rumor that he's coming back. Yes. Yeah, there's a rumor he's gonna be in Hawkeye this December. Yeah. When I was a boy in uh in Cuba. <laughs> <laughs> How would you feel if they made Vincent D'Onofrio uh, Latino Kingpin? <laughs> you know what? Uh, as someone who definitely Googled hard to see if he was even a little bit Latino, <laughs> I'm good with it. If, like, seriously, if we're watching Hawkeye and all of a sudden it's that same, like, classical music that they always use for him like before they reveal kingpin i will like i will orgasm <laughs> that will happen oh, like they're man. playing the music oh my god that's kingpin's music my, my god that's kingpin's music kingpin's music <laughs> yeah i mean listen we're not here to spoil your marvel shows so i'm not here to tell you that it's definitely going to happen but people are saying there are people saying that it's happening. I just need more shots of Vincent D'Onofrio, like in a in a bathrobe, eating omlets. Like, oh he just, yes, he eats omelets so often on that show. Yeah, he, he, he really made me step up. Contract. He really made me step up my omelet game. I'm like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, Kingpin with omelets was like uh, Walter White's son with pancakes on Breaking <laughs> Bad, which is like, how much, how much breakfast can you eat? Breakfast is the most important meal of the day. <laughs> all right and that brings us to the second of the back-to-back picks by the latinx delegation lucas bishop aka bishop aka the popo the mutant popo who travels through time to dole out justice however he's been recently depicted uh, is a very attractive man. <laughs> Somehow they have just decided we're gonna make we're gonna make Bishop hot. Yeah, they and, decided uh, black dude with a mullet wasn't the best look. A, hey, sir, a dreadlock mullet. Um, <laughs> was it? I mean, it wasn't always a dreadlock mullet, like in the. Well, no. The first 90s. it was just regular dreadlocks, and then it was a dreadlock mullet. Okay. Um, but. No, no, sorry. It was a jerry curl mullet for a little bit. It was a jerry curl mullet. It was a jerry curl mullet for a little bit. Then it was a dreadlock mullet. Then it was uh, regular dreadlocks. And now he's got like the, you know, just the the short locks. Because I definitely remember in the 90s, um, 
like trying to understand what I was looking at, just being like, what is this hair? And just like the only equivalent I had for it was Barry White. Oh, yeah. I was just like, Jerry, you know, Jerry, Car- Jerry Crow mullet, Barry mm-hmm. White. It's true. So whenever we were sitting around the lunch table and be like, cast your X-Men, it's like, well, Barry White <laughs> must be Bishop. <laughs> oh, you know what? I can't unsee it now. Yeah. Tell me this and tell me that. <laughs> Practice is what you preach. <laughs> <sighs> oh, no. No, no, it's stuck in my head. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I will, for the benefit of the listeners, I will spare you more of my Barry White vocal stylings <laughs> and we'll read from the wiki. Lucas Bishop is a mutant from the 22nd century that traveled into the past, becoming a member of the X-Men and later Uncanny X-Force. He has the power to channel kinetic energy, releasing it generally through beams of energy. But he also packs the strap because he's a cop, like I said before, he's a cop. But uh, yeah, currently he's a member of the Marauders book. I think he's going to remain in the Marauders through the um, the reshuffling. The Red Bishop of the Hellfire Club. And uh, I buried the lead here because he was drafted by Latinx Delegation and their fan cast, Coleman Domingo. Yeah. Kia. Kia, I know you know who Coleman Domingo is. Coleman Domingo? <gasps> My favorite. Carlos, you did that. You did that. I love Coleman Domingo. I do as well. I think in general, I, I mean, I'm a fan of Coleman Domingo and everything. Um, so he would definitely bring a level of swag. Not guys. Ever I have yet. a TV on two rooms down, and I swear to you, can't get enough of your love. Just started playing on the TV. <laughs> I was just like, wait, which one of you was playing that? And I'm hearing it from like up the stairs. And it's like, I don't know, I don't know why. Can't get enough. I was like, what the fuck? You know what's bad? I bet you Coleman Domingo can actually sing uh, Can't Get It Left In Your Love. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it it, it comes together through all the different facets. So Coleman Domingo, our Latino, our Afro-Latino bishop, but listeners, you can still cast your vote as to whether you strongly approve, somewhat approve, somewhat disapprove, or are racist, racist in two ways, because you, you can't vote against the Black character staying Black, even if he's <laughs> Afro-Latino. So I will say he is, he is half Polynesian in the books. and True. So, I mean, yeah. it's like, I mean, you have that that out if you want to vote against me but i mean that sounds like a, that sounds like a somewhat disapproved to me <laughs> yeah Just exactly saying. sounds like a somewhat disapproved and not strongly disapproved but again you know make your case in the comments you know let us know let us know what your objections are your specific objections however final pick of the week might have been my favorite pick of the entire supplemental draft. Kia. Yeah. Do you know who Christian Walker is? 
<laughs> nice picture there, Carlos. Um, Christian Walker, that sounds really familiar. Uh, he is he is the son of Herschel Walker, um, the former football player. But he is fairly, I would say he's probably in his 20s. Um, but he's a uh, hardcore, a hardcore conservative. Um, well, you know, I love them. <laughs> yeah, he, he loves to troll black people with his, uh, his self-hate. But he has been selected as a fan cast for this character. Wait for it, Kia. Would you love to hear who this character is? Yes, please. Rocket Raccoon. Ah! Are you serious? Who yes. did that? The multiracial delegation selected the coon <laughs> to play a coon. I'm so glad. <laughs> it's the best pick that's ever been made. Like, yeah, that, that deserves an award in any draft, uh, ever. You know, like, yeah, the Bulls took yeah. Michael Jordan at three. <laughs> this is a better pick. <laughs> so, there you have it the coon representation is fine, is, is coming to play. And I won't allow any other picks except strongly approved. So, I don't even know what, what else we're doing here. Um, so, yeah, strongly approved. Better be 100%, guys, when we come back. But that was the week that was in the supplemental draft. But we also got some FCL points. Yeah, we did. We got points? We have points. Ooh. They came Tell in. Tell us the points. Right. Tell us the points. The points came in. Hot off the presses, hot off the presses. I totaled them up myself. Now I have to say they are preliminary points. They're subject to some adjustment. I will, as always, we do bottom to top here in the racial draft. And we start off, sadly, at the bottom, the Native American delegation with only five points. Uh, they, They got three points. From Kushala, the spirit rider, one point from Robbie Reyes, the ghost rider, and one point from Shazam for five points in total. Next up with seven points, the Polynesian delegation. All seven of those points were scored by Kang. Kang the Conqueror. That brings us to the next delegation with 19 points. The Jewish delegation. Oh. Jiggity. Wow. Jiggity. Uh, Captain Marvel put up 10 points, followed by seven points for Harley Quinn, one point for Iron Man, one point for Magic. Slow week. Slow week for the Jewish delegation. The multiracial delegation with 24 points, led by eight points for John Stewart, six points for Wolverine, uh, you know, Logan, uh, three points for Hal Jordan, two points for Emma Frost, two points for Barry Allen, 
one point for Cyclops, one point for Damian Wayne, and one point for Laura for the grand total of 24 points. Next up, the white delegation. What? Kia. Yes? The white delegation, they drafted Batman, but Batman was not their top scorer this week. What? How is that possible? Their top scorer this week was Conan. Oh, yeah. Who put up 11 points to Batman's nine points. Wait, Batman only got nine points? Only nine points. Again, preliminary scoring. (laughs) 65% of the DC books are Batman books, and you only put up nine? Like, that's insane. (laughs) I don't know. I don't get it. I mean, stick it to the white. (laughs) I do think... I do think this was a week where it was probably Bat- all like alternate alternate universe uh, Batman books. Well, there's yeah, there's that, but also like the, the main Batman book was focused on Peacekeeper 01 mm. this week. So yeah, so good well, for Josh, I guess. So they got speaking of uh, people in that Batman book, three points for Scarecrow, one point for Booster Gold, and one point for Mister Sinister, and that's where the twenty five points uh, came from. The black delegation came in on front, a front of them with 28 points, led by seven points for Jackson Hyde, Aqualad. Wow. Uh, six points for Superman, five points for Lobo, four points for Domino, two points for Doctor Doom, two points for Nubia, two points for Tim Drake. There's 28 points. Did you see that? Um... That Jacks or that Aqualad has uh, an emoji that. Yes, I did. That may suggest that the he... Aquaman two emoji. Yeah. On Twitter. Interesting. Very interesting. Exactly. Has not been confirmed, so no bonus points yet. Um, East Southeast Asian delegation with twenty nine points, led oh. by Peacekeeper and his twelve points. Peter Parker and his seven points in uh, Sue Storm and her six points. Miracle Molly and her four points, which I don't know, it just reminds me of drugs. Um, <laughs> for 29 points in total for the East, Southeast, and Asian delegation. Final two. We're down to our final two. Who's left? It's With 30 points. The South Asian delegation, led by 17 points from Ms. Marvel. Mm. Wow. Uh, then six points for Aquaman, three points for Spider Woman, one point for Black Cat, one point for Jean Grey, one point for Poison Ivy, and one point for Supergirl. How many points did they have total? 30. 30. Okay. All right. Uh, and that number is important because one character from this delegation put up more points than 30. Um, that's right. The number one team this week, 8-0, the Latinx delegation, led by 33 points from Wonder Woman. 33 points. And 65 points in total 
All right. <laughs> so that's 33 from Wonder Woman, 14 from Deadpool, 10 from Ben Riley, 4 from Oz Morales, 3 for Doctor Strange, and 1 for Nightwing. Grand total of 65 for the first place crown this week. How's it feel? How's it feel? Okay, so it's great, obviously. Um, it's interesting that if Wonder Woman hadn't shown up, I still would have won the week. Um, 30, 30, 30, <laughs> what is that? 32, what is right? 32, yeah. Very close, but yes. Just. It was a, yeah, it was a strong Just an week. observation. Just an observation I made. You know. Just an observation I made. Uh, yeah, but I mean, these are all subject to uh, adjustments. There might have sure. been a book, might have been a book or two that was missed. Uh, yeah, yeah. Last season was a whole Wonder Woman It got missed. Remember? But I will go ahead and let you all know what the what the team totals are. And as always, right. drum roll, please. Drum roll. <sighs> Starting okay, at try again. Starting at the bottom. <laughs> Starting from the bottom, Melba who? With 11 points in total, the Polynesian delegation. <laughs> Wait. Wow. Wait, is that total, total? Total, total. Like two weeks. Two, we- two weeks. <laughs> you take that, Tommy T. Take that. <laughs> with, with 34 points in total. The Native American delegation. <laughs> that was like four. more than they had last season, right? <laughs> That's what I said last week. <laughs> <laughs> with with forty eight points in total, the white delegation. Wow! With Batman. Oh man, that's with rough. Bruce Wayne. I mean, it's gonna ramp up, but that's crazy. With fifty-five points in total, the South Asian delegation. Yeah, yeah. All right. With sixty-three points in total. Jiggity jiggity jizz. The black delegation. Oh. No, that Jewish team is. Should be a jiggity jiggity juggernaut. (laughs) With 70 (laughs) points. 70 points in total. The Jewish delegation. That brings us to our final, our top two with 108. With 108, the East Southeast Asian delegation. And with 136, Latinx delegation. You know you missed the multiracial delegation. Oh, I did. Sorry. 71 points for the multiracial delegation. <laughs> just just ahead, just ahead of the Jewish delegation. So this, this is a, it's, it's a tight it's a tighter competition, I think. You know, it remains to be seen whether um, we'll get another 30 point week out of out of Wonder Woman that'll I mean that's essentially the, the margin. Yep. The, it's essentially the margin. You're 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 up by 28 so far on uh, on the East Southeast Asian delegation. But yeah. but we're, they're about to be about to be Ben Riley hours. 
I just really want to take this moment, though, to just say that, like, if it wasn't for this one season where Wonder Woman was picked, like, if it didn't start off that way, like, Wonder Woman probably never would have been picked because everybody was overlooking Wonder Woman. Everybody was overlooking Wonder Woman this season. How much did you pay again for Wonder Woman? 400. Wow, that's ridiculous. Less yeah. than less than Captain America, less than Superman, less than Storm, less than I believe uh, Tony Stark. I was just about to look it up. I can't remember exactly what Tony Stark went for. Uh, Wait, are are you serious? Like they have not figured it out yet. Wonder Woman always comes to play. Wonder Woman always puts out. <laughs> Wonder Woman had a down season last season, I think is what happened. Yeah, and at the time I think she was no so so slightly slightly more than Tony Stark. Tony Stark mm-hmm. went for 385, Wonder Woman went for 400, you know. Less than Kamala uh Kamala Khan. Yeah. Yeah, I said that less than Ms. Marvel. But Ms. Marvel, you know, that got bit up because, you know, yeah, South Asian it. South Asian delegation had to had to make sure they kept their girl. Yeah. No, it makes unlike sense. unlike some of these delegations that were like, oh, just let let another uh, ethnicity take take one of our our, our top characters, Black Panther. <laughs> yeah. No, let yeah, less than Bruce Wayne, less than Peter Parker, less than Kal El, uh, less than Logan. Yes, definitely less than like almost two hundred dollars less than Logan. Um, not not less than Storm. Storm oh, right, because Storm was 390. Less okay. than Steve Rogers. Um, I can't see any more that. Yeah, I think that's it. I think, I think that's right. it. But like, but yeah. That's a, that was, a, it's, it's going to be a lot of value if it holds up. This month, this is like the month. Like just right. got to pound that Wonder Woman this month. Speaking of pounding Wonder Woman, um, I, don't, I actually don't have a, a transition. Ride her long and hard and bring her, into the, bring her into the stable wet. I just want to point out to the people that was not me. Yeah, that is an amazing me impression that you do. Wow. Yeah, but yeah, you just like me saying that. Look. I understand that the Latinx delegation is trying to ride one one all the way to the championship. And um we'll ride right her as long as we as long as we need. Yeah. Like who got Wonder Woman? Who got Wonder Woman last season? Uh who was it? I can't remember the fan. Oh, that cast. was no, it was a multiracial again. It was multiracial last was season. Was it? Yeah. So I mean Wonder Woman has been part of yeah. of some some champions. You know. Oh, she definitely rides out. <laughs> so we may she as well. She definitely puts it down. <laughs> yeah, she she she's got that uh one that the wonder that ape. wop. <laughs> <laughs> and the P stands for points. Points. <laughs> Carlos, I'm gonna make you laugh hysterically. Don't try to hold it back. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, let's let's talk about our uh, 
our, we don't have too many news stories this week. Um, we could go on and say that uh, Venom's still there, that movie, uh, Let There Be Carnage, is still out here. Um, did not finish. Can't wait number. to see that for free. I mean, in the movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> well, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, I believe made 32 million this week, um, but has already broken 100 million at the domestic box office, tied with with Shang-Chi in terms of uh, how fast it happened. Mm -hmm. Uh, Good on on them, I suppose. Right. Comic book movies appear to be, at least Marvel comic book movies appear to be pandemic proof, so. I wouldn't say pandemic proof, but pandemic resistant okay uh people the people who see comic book movies maybe don't care as much about about their health we'll say that (laughs) i mean we are talking about venom too so maybe the people who who like venom aren't necessarily making the best choices anyway i mean but but shang chi i mean it's not just i know i know it's not just the one i know i get it uh you know, this isn't quite in our purview, but James Bond uh, appears to have underperformed a little bit domestically. Um, it was it was interesting to read to read the the trades being like, well, you know, they skewed very older. There were a lot of older people who saw uh, who who saw uh, James Bond and uh, No Time to Die, and 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 those people were a little bit more reluctant to. To go to the theaters, and I'm thinking, well, the movie's called No Time to Die. I, I feel like it's it's telling <laughs> it's or it's already telling you that maybe you want to hold back if you want to go see this movie. So this like, is No Time to Die. <laughs> this is Wait. not worth not worth it, people. Not worth it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you know, young people's James Bond is the Fast and Furious franchise, which did just fine. Yeah, it did. Um, but one, but I don't. But I I think that. As far as internationally, uh, No Time to Die has already made three hundred million, mm-hmm. um, so it's gonna go. It's gonna be fine. Yeah, Whereas, I think they will make more of these Bond movies. Yeah, I, I, I think the I, franchise I has a chance. Yeah. Uh, however, I'm not sure about Venom. I'm not sure if that's gonna. It's gonna have legs. No, it's gonna have tentacles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll we'll do a Venom check-in next week. We'll see how that box office is. Uh, is Are we is, talking is about ended. COVID? No, no. We're just talking about Venom. Venom let the Venom let there be carnage. Yeah, I guess we'll see what, the, the what it does over the Labor Day week or the Indigenous Peoples Day weekend. Because um, it should. This kind of would be the last kind of weekend, right? Like where you would think big numbers. Well, so Dune comes out on the 22nd. So I don't think there's a big movie coming out this weekend. Mm. So there's a possibility that, that it'll, it, it, it'll get a jolt uh, based on uh, word of mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let me stop shading Venom Let the Recarnage. Um, I, I hear the I hear the post credit scenes uh, on 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 YouTube now, so you don't even have to have to 
actually oh, nice. sit through the whole movie just to just to find out the, the best part about it. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, like I said, no more shade. Speaking of no shade, uh, there were some key. Have you did you watch What If? Um, what is that? Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm going to say. So, uh, what if the animated Marvel series that was airing on Disney Plus that just recently had its season finale uh, on Wednesday um, was fairly well received by the end? Uh, there were there's a story that uh, kind of broke over the week that they had been considering doing a spinoff. Uh, based around uh, T'Challa, but obviously that's not going to happen now. So sad stuff, sad stuff. So a lot of people thought that that was the best episode, the T'Challa episode of What If, and um, there won't be any more. So sad news. Yeah, I think that was my favorite episode of the series. But um, they they also confirmed that the episode that was cut based on the pandemic uh, will be part of season two. But why? Like we we already know the se- the episode that was cut was the Tony Stark Gamora episode. Yeah, I mean, and we already saw know. Gamora come out of that episode. I don't know. It just seems. I mean, it seems. Wait, more, what else happened? It seems more like I don't know. We haven't seen the episode. Um, it seems more like they have already done the episode, so they just want to put it out there. I wonder why they didn't release it because then you just in the finale you they just introduce you to Gamora and you're like but what episode is she from yeah no I I mean it sounds like they they just did work it wasn't done in time mm. but enough of it was done for the for them to not just scrap it completely ironically like the one episode I guess where Tony Stark probably doesn't die exactly <laughs> right you know they're like well I guess it's just you know Maybe in the next season, Tony Stark won't die in any of the episodes. Yeah, he lives in every episode. And in the last episode, they all, like the Watcher just grabs all of them and they all die. Deadpool shows up and just murders them. Yeah, no, in the next season, spoiler alert, the next season, it's all Tony Starks in the Guardians of the Multiverse. It's it's just variants of Tony Stark uh, teaming up, teaming up together. I heard, yeah, I heard that the um, the showrunner or one of the writers got like hate mail because they kept killing Tony Stark. And Randy was like, yeah, I would just kill Tony Stark in every episode from here on out. And I was like, yeah, my season two would be like, what if Tony Stark got cancer? What if what if Jarvis hated Tony Stark? What if Tony Stark's mother aborted him? Like, it would just be like every <laughs> time. No, 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 you don't do, no, you can't do the abortion thing. But it's, what if Tony Stark died in the crib? You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, people what are. What if Tony Stark's mom lived in Texas right now? <laughs> Oh, now we're now we're now we're now we're getting way too political. Oh, I don't even want to think about who uh, Harold Harold Stark would vote for. Howard Stark is it Howard Howard Stark? Yes, like Howard Hughes. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, that's right. That's that's what what they're basing him on. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of Disney Plus series, Kia, you'll be happy to know. Yes. There is a spinoff oh. coming from WandaVision. Agatha, I am really happy about that. Agatha Harkness is getting her own series. Go, Aggie. 
Go, Aggie. It's your birthday. <laughs> no word on whether the show is going to be called Agatha All Along or not, but fingers crossed. That's got to be the theme song. I I want it. I want it so bad. That's what this was the first time I'll say like that I heard a project announced and the the Twitter response I saw was, "Do we need this?" Well, for a so, Marvel project. So here's the thing. Wasn't announced. Okay, yes, right, but the rumor broke out. Right. Um but I also wonder if that was a contrarian take that just kind of hopped in like super early because of how positive the initial take was. Mm. Because when Maybe. when this because when the story first broke, the initial response was, "This is awesome." And then people were like, "Do we need it?" You so you think the backlash just came quicker than normal? Yeah, it was just this, it was just the accelerated backlash. Now, I my concern isn't that the series is happening. My concern is that Marvel is not keeping a tight ship about this stuff. Uh huh. You know, yeah. Like, the rumors that broke out this week is like that's very unMarvel. Yeah, Marvel typically announces things when they want you to know that this is coming yeah the fact and i know that there's it's comic-con um and you know a lot of stuff kind of gets out because people want to want to hype their projects it just felt it felt very dc that like we know that there are these other projects in development and now if they don't happen people are going to be very upset that that these projects aren't happening like they should. That's the exact thought I had. It's very DC. Yeah. Um, because honestly, like an Agatha spinoff doesn't actually sound like a Marvel project that would happen. Um, at least not yet. And so like this, the idea of it is like, that sounds very early on in the discussions yeah. and it doesn't sound, you know, that doesn't sound set in stone at all. And um. And it doesn't sound like something Marvel would tend to get out there. Right. Because it also doesn't seem like something that fits in its, in whatever its overarching right. plan is. Right. Um, which suggests, again, in early stages of development, which normally Marvel doesn't say, hey, guys, we're in the early stages of development for a project. Right. You know, it may not come out for two years. Typically, Marvel wants to let you know about something that's definitely happening, uh-huh. and it's there's a definite time frame for it. You know, with with very few exceptions. You know, Fantastic Four and X Men being you know glaring exceptions where we don't really know when it's coming out, but we know it is coming out. Right. So that you know, it's worth scratching your head about, worth kind of wondering what the deal is. But again. Big fan of Catherine Hahn, big fan of the character. I definitely know that there, there are places they could go with the character if they just wanted to do a, a fun little bit of business. Mm-hmm. But I'm curious, curious about whether this is about to be part for the course of, of people on the internet speculating about everything that Marvel developing. And that's not gonna, that's not gonna feel great. I don't yeah, think. I, yeah. I've, I've always enjoyed the tighter ship that Marvel has kept. Yeah, me as well. And the last, oh, nope, there were two more stories. Kia, ha, are you a fan of Captain Cold? 
Do you say Captain Cold? Captain Cold. Uh, yeah, nah. Okay, well, uh, he was played by Wentworth Miller in the Arrowverse. Um, he's one of the Flash's um, main villains. He, um, you know, I wouldn't say he's an A-list character, but he, for the people who watch the CW shows, um, he was a fan favorite. And like I said, he was played by Wentworth Miller and um, he is going to be reprising his role of, of um, Captain Cold in the Legends of Tomorrow 100th episode. So. Yes. But, but you don't know who Captain Cold is? Facts, <laughs> <laughs> but I was really excited. Anyway, for the people. I get it. I got it. Well, I like, I mean, I like Wentworth Miller in general as an actor. I liked his portrayal of Captain Cold, uh, both on The Flash and on what Legends of Tomorrow. I was, it was sad to see him go. So I'm, I'm actually pretty happy to see him come back, especially because I think that part of why he left is because he was going through like personal, personal things, depression and such. Um, so I want to say, I want to say he came out not too long before um, the, the issues. So who knows whether, whether that played a part, mm -hmm. but yeah, I always yeah. thought his performance on the show was like a high point of the early seasons. Mm -hmm. Right. He played into that camp perfectly. Exactly. But like, but like a very, very in on it. Yes. Like not where he was the butt of the joke, but where he was kind of, um, you know, thumbing his nose at, at the camp around him. Right. So it's going to be, yeah, it'll be cool. It'll be cool to see him in the Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, oh, wow. Airing October 27th. So not too long, not too long for now. And the final news story. There is a webtoon related to Batman, of course, called Wayne Family Adventures. And it was announced that it's getting a spinoff in live action. So look Insane. forward to look forward to some more bonus points, guys, as uh as you're gonna see some of your, your favorite Bat Family characters be be portrayed in live action. And some of these live action castings are uh, racially drafted. Mm -hmm. Nightwing and uh, Tim Drake, right? Or Nightwing and Jason Todd? Uh, I think Nightwing and Jason Todd, yes. Definitely Nightwing. I um, think the two actors, the two Asian actors are brothers in real life. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. I see. Oh, no, no, sorry. There we go. Now I see it. Uh, it was Night, it's Nightwing and Tim Drake. Tim Drake. Nightwing and Tim Drake are. Yeah, are Tim both. Drake. Um, also, uh, you know, they're making, they're making Damian Wayne extra brown. Big fan of that. Good. Well, yeah, I mean, I haven't seen the animated series. I'll check it out, I guess, at some point. The webtoon? The webtoon one, yeah. Isn't it? I don't know. Is it? I'm an old man. Is it a comic book that's on like a, or is it a cartoon? 
Is I, it a comic book in I, I, I assume <laughs> that it's a comic strip. Because I think Webtoons is more like a is more like is that comic gonna be strips. on film? What about VHS? <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying a radio play. A radio play. <laughs> Where what channel can I find your podcast on? <laughs> My family and I sit on the Davenport and listen to the Wayne Family <laughs> Webtoon Radio. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. Um, so, so yeah, they're saying mid October, so it could be it could be any uh, any day now. It's a three part miniseries. Fucking crazy! Like the webtoon started what a month ago, month and a half ago. Like it wasn't. Listen. It wasn't that long ago. Through through Batman, all things are possible. It's um, absolutely like, true. They've basically Batman, stolen. <laughs> they've basically <laughs> stolen our catchphrase. Um, like, <laughs> yeah, DC is like through him, with him, in him, but it's Bruce Wayne they're talking about, <laughs> yeah. not you know Jesus. <laughs> I am the Wayne, the truth, and the light. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Um, and that is where we will leave it, people. I hope you enjoyed this ride with us through the roller coaster that is the racial draft. I know if, Wonder Woman did. <laughs> she, yeah, she. It's a water park for her, though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, this is what we do. This is what we do. We uh, hilarity. Uh, Wait, bit... water and park? Is that what WAP stands for? Oh. <laughs> yep. He gave it away. Yep. <laughs> uh, you know, there was... Have you ever been... Kia, have you ever been to Action Park since you're uh, from Jersey? Uh, wait, are you talking about Six Flags? Or what? No, there used to be a place called Action Park. Is that was that before your really? time? Yeah, that might have been before my time. <laughs> I think they did a I think they did a whole documentary about it. Um, but anyway, it was a ill fated ill fated amusement park in Jersey, but it was pretty pretty well known at the time. Um, anyhow, hmm. wait, where was it located? I. South Jersey, Central Jersey. Was it, sure. was it Atlantic City? Because it's no. an Atlantic City ish area. Because I know there used to be like a park that was like off the pier, whatnot. Like, guys, who's up, Vernon? I'm sorry, I'm talking about some um, back to the comic books. Wayne Family Ventures debuted <laughs> on Webtoons on September 8th. <laughs> they announced the live action series on October 6th. It wasn't even a month. This is listen mm-hmm. the power of the bat. Uh, bat privilege is a real thing. That is bananas. May the Lord smite me with that, and I never recover. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Action Park was in Vernon Township. Um, oh yeah, nobody goes there. Well, yeah, it to, yeah, it was a. Uh, from it looks like from 76 to 2014 
anyway, I, th I think they did a documentary about it. Check out the documentary. Uh, we're not, they're not sponsored, so I'm not going to tell you all the details. But, you know. Or you could, you, you know, give me the Cliff Notes version and uh, I can uh, save that time. <laughs> I was, Key, I was talking to the listeners. I can, I can give you all oh, the details. Oh, yes. Off, people, off definitely, definitely <laughs> watch that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And also, you can find us on all the socials. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram at racial draft or racial dot draft. Uh, I'll leave it to you to figure out which is which. You can also check us out on Patreon. Um, we are we haven't yet uh, set up our whole OnlyFans thing, but you know that could happen too. Um, and yeah, Carlos, do you want to tell the people where they can find you? I am at Carlos Freitas Jr. on Twitter. And uh, if you look for me anywhere else, I will find you and I will kill you. <laughs> Fair enough. Aki, <laughs> where can they find you? Everywhere. I am everywhere. <laughs> I'm in the trees. I'm in the water. I'm in the pollution. In the pollution. Interesting. Yes, I'm in the atmosphere. <laughs> no, um, honestly, you can find me here on the Racial Draft podcast. Whoop, whoop. Or you can find me on Twitters um, at Kiaism. 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 Hey, how about that? Because <laughs> that's how much I use my Twitter. And uh, yeah, th I think that's it. I think that's that's the only place I'm gonna put myself out there. <laughs> I'm no. You're not. Uh, you're yeah, not, I'm no not wonder on woman. Clubhouse. You're not on Clubhouse anymore. <laughs> what does Clubhouse still exist? What? <laughs> I don't know. I was looking for Carlos on there. He was. He never showed up. Well. Nope. <laughs> Yeah, like that. So there it is. You can find us uh, wherever you find your podcast. Go ahead and like us on your podcast platforms. Give us five stars on, on, on iTunes. You know you want to. Um, five stars. Give Nothing us, less. Give us Don't stars on Spotify. I, think, I heard that's a thing too. Um, Ooh. But yeah, until next time, folks, all things are possible. <laughs>